0: chapter number two verse number 22 is where we're going to be but first we're going to open up in a word of prayer so let's go to prayer dearly father god we thank you once again for the opportunity to be here tonight god i thank you for the fun we we're able to have in the youth group or i thank you for these young people and their faithfulness lord i ask that you would be with us lord as we study this passage here tonight god i ask that you'd please help me to say only what you'd have me to say lord i should help me to be able to be a help to these young people and then god i ask that your word lord would do what you promised lord you said it wouldn't return void so lord we look to Preach your word, and Lord, that you would reap the benefits. We love you, and we need your help. We'll thank you for everything that's done in Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Timothy 2.22. We're going to read one verse, and this is the only verse we're going to deal with tonight. I'm not even going to go in review. I'm going to let you guys have the night off since some of you look tired. Yeah, Rachel, you look pretty tired. Uh, some of you guys look tired from running around. So I'll just go to 2 Timothy 2.22, and I'll read the passage. It says this, Flee also you for lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace within that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Read it one more time. I want you to read it with me in your head, not out loud. Flee also, useful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of your heart. I will tell you this that pretty much, as we go through 2 Timothy, every time I study a passage. It becomes like one of my favorite passages. I'm like, I just can't wait till a Wednesday night because this is the best one yet. This is, the, this is the best passage yet that we've studied yet. And then tonight is no different. Because when I went through 2 Timothy 2.22, I thought, man, this, if there's ever a passage for teenagers in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.22, is it? I mean, like, it doesn't get much better right down to the point than it does in 2 Timothy 2.22. And the other thing I like about it is, it does not, I, we're not focusing on negatives. Usually it's always Don't do this. Stay away from this. But there's only a part at the beginning that's negative. Flee also useful lust. But he tells us afterwards what to follow and how to do what is right. And this is where I like it. Because just for a little bit, compared to what we usually get, Paul is saying just for a few minutes, hey, don't do these things. But then he tells us what we ought to do. And sometimes, as youth pastor, even as as you preach, as I preach sometimes, I always feel like you're always saying negative things. Don't, don't, don't. Stay away, stay away, stay away. This is going to hurt you. Don't, don't, don't. But tonight, I get to say, run away from these things, but follow these good things. These are the good things that you need in your life. And I love that because a lot of times, I feel like as preachers, we tell you, don't, don't do this, don't do this. And then sometimes we forget to tell you what you ought to do. And so tonight, we get to look at what we ought to do versus. Don't do this. Don't do this, and don't do this. But before we get there, I do have to say, don't do this. So let's go over to the first part and fill in your blanks. The word "flee" it means to run away as from danger. To run away as from danger. When we were, when we were at whitewater rafting. <laughs> You guys laugh, you don't even know it's coming. Just a lot of funny things that happened on that trip. But <laughs> we went, when we, when we went whitewater rafting, a young person, I was walking back with Kelsey and Annie, and there was a young man who walked up to us with a snake. I was not aware that the snake was fake, but he walked up and he said, hey, do you guys want one of these? And the two girls just stood there, like real men, and I <laughs> and I took off running across the ditch, down to the thing, and ran back to the campsite because I do not care for snakes. When you see when you see the word flee in the Bible, this is what I want you to get the idea of. Pastor Burton seeing a snake held by like a nine year old kid, <laughs> and him jumping a ditch and running back to camp. This is exactly. <laughs> no, no, get away! But no, that's what I want you to think of the word flee. The Bible says. Flee youthful lust. See, as funny as it is, too many times as teenagers we do not flee the things that will destroy us. We stand there and we say, "Oh, wow, that's cool. That, that's interesting." When the devil is holding things, the world is holding things in our lives that will destroy us. And Paul is saying, "Flee those things. Run away. Don't stand there." I've used the illustration a million times. If there was a bomb in the middle of the room and we said, "Flee!" Flee does not mean run outside that door, look back through the window, and say, I wonder what happens. I've never seen a bomb explode. It means run down that hallway and keep running, just like Pastor Burton was running from a snake. And if you beat me, then you know that you'll probably be alive. (laughs) That's what the word flee means. So we look at it. It means flee. Flee, to run away from danger. Lust, a longing for what is forbidden. Here it is, fill in this blank. Every teenager must make a decision to run away from the desire for things that are prohibited. Prohibited, P-R-O-H-I-B-I-T-E-D, so no one has to ask. Prohibited. Every teenager must make a decision to run away from desires for things that are prohibited. This is the, the natural characteristic of most young people. And when I say young people, I am loosely wrapping myself in there because I believe I still fit. So I put this in here, and I say, what usually happens when things come into our lives... We do not flee, especially if it's something that we believe to be wrong. The day I last couple weeks, two, three weeks ago, whatever, I joked about you don't want to Google Green, And you know what? As a teenager, you know what the first thing it was? I got to get to a, a device and look that up. Because anything you're told not to do, that's the natural thing. I'm going to do that. If your parents say, hey. While we're gone, don't touch the computer. I know 500 ways to touch a computer, and they'll never even know. I can dust the fingerprints off, clean the history, but they won't even know I was on the computer. But just because, if no one had said it, you could have sat in your room and played video games the whole time they're gone, and never even thought of it. But because someone said, don't do this, all of a sudden, it's a mission impossible. I'm going to show them that I can do that, and they'll never find out. And you know what Paul's saying? He's saying, hey, those natural, youthful things that are forbidden, stay away from them. Flee them. Run away. I know we joke, and the natural thing is that this is wrong. So maybe I should say it. If I told you right now and I said, don't visit this website, I can tell you that most of you would go home and the first thing you do is plug it in and say, oh, well, I wonder why Pastor Byrne doesn't want me to go there. See, Paul tells Timothy, there are some things, Timothy, as a young man, that you're going to desire to do that are to your harm. But he says, hey, you've got to flee those things. You've got to run away from everything that's prohibited. If your parents say, do not. And I know sometimes parents joke and say, don't do this and whatever, but I'm talking about in all seriousness, your parents say, do not. You know why? Because they know there's something that can hurt you, and your youthful lusts, your desire to do those things which are prohibited, will say, Well, I'll do it, and I'll show them that it doesn't affect me. I can tell you from what Paul tells Timothy, it's not worth it. He says, You've got to flee those things. You've got to run away from evil as fast as you can. And this is where we're making our mistakes. Because everything in this world, as we talk about teens and texts on Sunday morning, our natural inclination, our flesh, so desires to do what's prohibited. Oh, man. I shouldn't shouldn't be talking about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. A joke that would not be funny of itself is funny because this isn't something we're supposed to talk about. So now this joke makes it even more funny. I'm not supposed to be here, but... I just want to see what goes on here. I'm not supposed to do this, but I really want to know how this feels. Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, there's some things as a young person that you're going to desire to do. But he said, you've got to run away from everything that will hurt you. This is why, guys, I keep saying over and over again through this study, you've got to be in this book. You've got to know the word of God. Because the devil's just throwing things out. They're throwing things out. They're throwing things out there. And our natural inclination, our natural thing is, well, I just want to try it and see. And see, the the society, the culture says, yeah, that's what you got to do. You'll make your mistakes. Hey, do smoke a little weed. You'll make your mistakes. Sleep around. You'll make your mistakes. But I'm telling you, just as Paul told Timothy, you've got to flee those things that are prohibited. And see, most of the time. We laugh at the people that flee those things that are prohibited. Oh, you don't do that? <laughs> oh, well, if that's what your family is. Oh, if that's the way you do things. Oh, that's the way you do things in your school. I understand. But Paul tells Timothy, hey, Timothy, you've got to get away from those things that'll destroy you. Bring it back to again. If I threw a bomb in here and I tossed it to you, if you have any sense, even as a teenager with maybe some immaturity, you would probably say, Hey, this is not a good idea. We probably shouldn't be tossing this back and forth. We should probably throw this thing and get out of here. I would hope that would be the common sense thing that goes through your head. The same thing with evil. If you play with evil, you will not be the one who gets away. That's what we always think. Well, I'll do this and I can prove to you that nothing's going to happen to me. You know what? It may not happen to you. I'm not going to lie to you. There may be things you guys are involved in right now that no one knows about, and they may never find out. You may die with those secrets. But one day you will have to give an account to God. So flee also useful lusts. So now we're past the negative. And he says, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to follow after. And he tells us some things. So the word flee means to run away. The word follow means to pursue. So as you, have you ever seen someone who gets scared and starts running? Not like me, and not talking about me, so get money out of your mind, all those mental images. You see somebody who gets scared, and they start running, but they have no idea where they're running. They're just like, ah, and they just start running around in zigzag patterns or whatever because they don't know where they're going. Paul says, hey, I don't want you to do that with evil. I'm not saying every time evil comes, you just run, and you just run in circles and don't know what you're doing. He says, I want you to flee youthful lusts. But I want you to pursue after. And it gives us a couple of things. So the word follow means to pursue, to run away from evil. Pursue righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness is this. The conformity of heart to divine law. Adhering to moral principles. I did put this definition there on purpose. I know that it is not the most easy to read, the most easy to understand, but I put it in there because I want to challenge you guys. Conformity of the heart to divine law, adhering to moral principles. This is, righteousness is this. Most of us, we see righteousness all the time, and if I were to ask you, give me a definition of righteousness, most of us would probably say, well, uh, it's in Proverbs, I'm sure. I think it means just to do right. He says, I want you to follow after righteousness. Righteousness is simply this. I am to follow God's pattern for my life. I'm to follow God's pattern for my life. This is what righteousness is. What God wants me to do. And we find that right here. So I am going to flee. I'm going to run away from youthful lust. Those things that I desire that are prohibited, but I am going to follow righteousness. See, God has a pattern for your life. He puts it in his word. told you guys a little while ago when I replaced my iPhone screen. For the first time I replaced it, the first screen that I got, I took it apart, took everything apart, took all the little pieces, labeled all the screws like I told you guys before, set everything over the side and did it. And I put the screen on, and there was a little piece of plastic that snapped. And I thought, oh well, it's a little piece of plastic, but it still is gonna work. So I was like, I, I can't I already took it apart now, so I'm putting it all back together. And I put it all back together. And I turned the phone on. Phone came on, the little thing spun around. It's like, it worked, that little plastic piece. Didn't need that part. Until I went to touch the screen. Hmm, touch screen's not working. So I banged it on the table like you do to fix everything. Oh, still not working. Oh, well, man, <laughs> it's not working. So I went online. Google this little black piece. It is a digitizer that makes a touchscreen. You know what? I can say, you know what? That is so dumb. I can't believe that this thing will not work because that one black plastic piece will work. And I can go on and on and on about how dumb that is. And I can, and I'd be the idiot, but I'm sorry, that's one. <laughs> but I'd be the one, I'd be the one who is dumb enough to think, you know what? It's it doesn't work. And that's dumb how they did that. But you know who's dumb me for breaking it. Now, you know what? Because they designed it. They had a pattern for this thing to work. This little plastic piece that carries wires has to be touching for some odd reason. And you know what? I can sit there and get mad at all I want, but it's not going to work. See, the same thing with your life. God has a pattern for your life. And this is what righteousness is. God has the way he has put your life in motion for you to do. One of those things is, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. That is God's pattern for your life. Now, you can walk around and say, well, that's dumb that God did that. Righteousness is this. I'm willing to live within the pattern that God gives me in my life. And that pattern is found here in this book. This is why I'm begging you to read it, to know it. Because, see, this is how you find your pattern. This is how I find out why my life has meaning, why everything in my life works. Just like we talked about before, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. So for me to understand the pattern of how my life works, I have to get in the book, and that is what righteousness is. Righteousness is not just me doing what's right. Mine is, righteousness is me looking at God's moral law and then fulfilling it. At this stage in my life, as a father, righteousness is to love and bring my children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That would be God's pattern for my wife. I mean, my life right now. For my wife is to love my wife as Christ of the church, and gave Himself for it. In my life, that's the pattern. I can walk around and I can say, you know what, my wife doesn't may not deserve this, or I don't. I think that's dumb that I have to do this. I can walk around and say it all I want. But see, God has a pattern for my life, and for me to do righteous, to be follow after righteousness, to pursue it, I have to follow the pattern that God laid in my life. So, not only am I supposed to follow righteousness, but he says this, I'm supposed to follow faith. Faith is an affectionate, <laughs> practical testimony of God. I am to follow God's path in every situation. I am to follow God's path in every situation. See, the righteousness is how God desires me to live. Faith is how I walk, knowing that God's in control. Sometimes we make faith sound like this big mystical thing. Well, if we have the faith of but a mustard seed, we could but move the mountain. And we make it so it's like almost like a old Chinese guy with a long beard sitting in that like it's some kind of proverb about faith. But faith, <laughs> exactly. but faith is simply this. Me walking in the belief that what God says he's going to do, he's going to do. Illustration. Righteousness is God's pattern for my life. Faith would be me walking in that pattern even though I don't understand. God, righteousness, you've commanded me to pursue righteousness. You've commanded me to do what I'm supposed to do to follow your law, your instruction. Faith is this. I'm going to walk in it no matter what happens. Because God, that's what God said. I trust God that he knows what's going on in my life and he's going to do it. But this is what not faith, this is what faith is not. God, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to follow after righteous. I'm going to pursue it. I really want to live the way you want me to live. But if my mom would, if my dad would, if my teacher would, that's not faith. See, I'm supposed to flee those things that are prohibited. I'm supposed to follow righteousness. God's plan for my life and how he patterned it out to be. And then I have to do it in faith. I don't have to walk the path. God, why did you allow this to happen in my life? It's no, it's like, you know what? God knows what he's doing. He has a pattern for my life. And I'm going to just keep going. I don't understand it all, but I just trust God. Hebrews 11, 1. Now face the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I am going to be honest. There are a lot of things in my life I wish I could have understood why they happened. Why did this have to happen in my family? And there's lots of times I've sat down and thought. Why in the world did this happen in this situation? But you know what? That's not what God's called me to pursue. He's called me to find out what God's pattern in my life is from his word and then to, pers- to go in faith. I'm just going to trust that the path God has taken me on is the path that I need to go. But, Pastor Bird, I don't understand all these things are going wrong. These people aren't doing me right. This isn't going right the way I want it to. I didn't want to lose this family member. I didn't want to have this health issue. I didn't want to have all these things. That is not the case. What matters is that you're willing to trust God. He gave you the pattern of how you ought to live. And so now it's time for me to trust him in faith. It's hard. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you it's easy. I'm not going to tell you that there's some things you don't understand in your life. And you know what? Just get over it. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you just, you got to trust that he is. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to walk by faith in his word. And say, you know what, God? I'm pursuing after the righteousness of the pattern you have for my life. And I'm just going to walk this path that you have for my life. And I don't understand everything, God. I'm just going to be honest. I don't understand everything. But I trust that you're going to bring it to pass what you want to happen in my life. Follow righteousness. Follow faith. Many says this. Follow charity. The love, affection, kindness, tenderness. Charity, I know we oftentimes just use that as a synonym for love. But charity is a lot, so much more than that. It's love, affection, kindness, tenderness. <laughs> I am to follow God's passion for others. So here's 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 how we bring it home. The righteousness is God's pattern. <coughs> Faith is God's path. And now I'm going to love with God's passion. Now, remember how we talked about all those false teachers and we talked about before Hymenaeus and Philetus, and those guys who were false teachers. See, our immediate reaction to everyone who doesn't agree with us or something we don't like is to hate them, to dislike them. And Paul says, Hey, believe those things are forbidden. Find God's find God the pattern God has for your life, then walk through his path, and then while you're going, pursue charity. Pursue love, kindness, and affection. I was reading through First Corinthians today. And I was thinking today, our version of kindness is so different than the version of the Bible. The version in the Bible. See, because in the Bible, and Corinthians Paul is talking about people taking people to court, other Christians to court. And Paul said, You know what you ought to do? You should just let yourself be defrauded. You should just let yourself be taken advantage of. Then to chase these taking other believers to court. What? That's not our way of thinking. If somebody does me wrong, I will get them back. I will show them. I'll take them to court. We have a sue mentality in our nation. You do me wrong. I'll do you back. Paul says, no. You just let yourself be taken advantage of and be okay with it. Whoa, that's not in my Bible. My Bible says, tote your gun and shoot them if they do you wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's the Constitution. No, I'm just joking. Just joking before that gets from going too far. But I'm just saying that all I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is that our version of kindness and charity is totally different from what God's version is. Because, see, kindness and charity is this. Love as a man standing in front of Jesus Christ. And clearing his throat and spitting in Christ's face. And then taking his dirty, filthy hand and slapping God Almighty's face. And as Jesus Christ hung on the cross, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. That's not our love. That's not the way we do things. Hey, you did me wrong. The things are going in my life. Man, forget you. I'm moving on. But Paul says, hey, not only do you get rid of those things that are prohibited and you take God's pattern for your life and then follow the path he has in faith. But then you have the same passion. Hey, Hymenis, the guy who's turning people away from God, I don't like what he's doing. But you pursue charity. You pursue love and affection for him. This is not how we're defined. And I would even go farther to say, it's not how we're defined even in our youth group, to show love and affection for one another. And I'm not talking about any kind of lovey-dovey crazy whatever stuff disney channel stuff i'm talking about loving people <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to lose you there i'm talking about loving people the way that god loves them and he says this is how you ought to do and then he filled it up so i'm almost done i'm supposed to stay away from those things that are prohibited flee useful lust there's things as a young person that i'm going to be tempted to do i'm going to be interested in i'm going to be curious about but instead of investigating something that can destroy me, I'm going to run away from it. But while I'm running away, I'm going to pursue righteousness, God's pattern for my life, how God desires me to live, and I'm going to find that out in his word. And then I'm going to walk in the path by faith. God, this is the path you've laid for my life. I don't understand why everything's coming in, but I'm going to walk the way you desire for me to, and I'm going to do it with your passion. I'm going to do it with your love. Hey, you did me wrong. I forgive you. This isn't going my way. I love you. The Bible says the first commandment, the second commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and thy neighbor as yourself. On these hang every law. So I'm going to pr- go with God's passion. And then he says this he, he says, flee, follow, and then he says, friend. He says, peace with them that call on the Lord, have a pure heart. The word peace there means to join, to set at one again. So he said, you need to follow after righteousness, faith, and charity, and then peace, to join with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I am to join with those who have a dependence on God. And two, I am to join with those who have a determination to be pure. I am to join with those who have a dependence on God. The determination to be pure. Now, I'll borrow Logan for a second, because I was going to get you, Andrew, but you've been, you've been too full of it. So I'll grab Logan here. <laughs> if I can borrow you, sir, do you mind coming up here for a second? So here's how, here's how it is. Almost in the way of Pilgrim's Progress. Now, Logan, we're going to pretend he's my friend. No, I'm just joking. Logan, is <laughs> Logan is going to be the friend in this situation. Now, if you can stand here, Logan, and then if you could do exactly what I do. OK, I'm not going to make this hard. All right. See, we're going to flee everything that's prohibited and we're going to follow God's righteousness, his his pattern for my life. Yep. You're doing good. His pattern for my life. And then we're going to follow his path, not understanding everything that's going on. But you know what? God's in control. He's going to put me where he wants me to. And I'm going to pursue it with love. I was going to hug him, but we're not going (laughs) to. We're going to pursue it with love. And you know what the Bible says? With peace, to join yourselves to those. I just forgot the verse because he's being silly. (laughs) But to join myself with those who call on the Lord. I have a pure heart. Thank you, Logan. So I am going to. Now, this is it. As I'm doing those things, I'm going to do it with people that are doing the same thing to other people that are dependent upon God. So you know what? I'm not doing this by myself. And see, this is what happens a lot of times as Christians. Well, I would do that, and as soon as I start to just try and find out God's pattern for my life, and I start to try and live it, and I just say, you know what? I know there's things in my life that I don't understand, and I'm just going to walk this way, and then I'm going to go ahead and just do it. I'm going to love like God loves, and I'm going to try. And we think if I do those things, I'm going to have to do them by myself. But Paul says no. You find somebody who calls on the Lord, who's dependent upon God. Not who's dependent on themselves, not dependent on their friends, not dependent even on their parents. But they depend on God. They call on the name of the Lord. And he said, the people that do it out of a pure heart. They're determined. They're not perfect. They don't do everything right. But they are determined to be pure. And you know what? When you do that, you are fulfilling exactly what God wants you to do as a teenager. This is why I like this passage so much. Because this encapsulates, I mean, encapsulates everything you need to do. Like, it's not all negative. It's not always saying, well, if you stop listening to this music, if you stop going here, if you don't hang out with these people, if you don't do this, it's not all negative. It's great. God says this, flee also your lust. I'm going to do it one more time because I want you to get this then I'm going to stay away from those things that are primitive. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I may want to know, but that's going to destroy me. So I'm going to stay away from it. And I'm going to pattern my life in righteousness after what God wants me to do. And as I'm doing it, I'm going to walk the path in faith, that God putting things in my life that God wants me to have, and I'm going to love everyone with godly-like love. And I'm going to grant people around me to do the same thing. I'm going to flee, I'm going to follow, and I'm going to friend. And that's exactly what God desires for us to do as young people. I mean, there's not a better passage than this to put in the idea. So what are we going to do? We've got to flee. We've got to follow. And then we've got a friend. Those people who are going for God. And when we do that, we're doing exactly what God wants us to do in our lives. Let's pray. Dearly Father God, we thank you so much your word god i thank you so much for the simplicity of it god i thank you for the thing that you show me in your word and god i ask you to help me tonight god to flee those things that make me curious god help me to flee those things that i desire that are against your will and god would you help me to follow you lord in righteousness and faith and charity and then god would you help me to find other people around me who are doing the same thing who desire just to be pure and to serve you and Lord, to walk together with those people. God, I ask you to help these young people to do the same thing. God, would you help our youth group to be characterized by these simple things. God, that we flee what's evil. And Lord, we follow what we're supposed to. And God, that we are friends who are trying their best. We're not perfect, but we're trying with a determination to be pure in your sight. God, help us. And Lord, we'll thank you once again for your word. And Lord, what it will do in our hearts. And God, we ask that it will not return void.